This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and welcomes you to the first Movie Busters episode. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to episode 167 of Movie Drone. Apparently, I'm Specky Four Eye Steve, and I'm taking the piss out of Specky Four Eye Steve. Mark, <laughs> it's not too good, mate. I, my eyes are getting a lot worse. They're very vocals. They are. They yeah. are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's wrong with very vocals? Oh, nothing. Just don't you have to like keep squinting down and lifting your head back? So yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> 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 I am actually struggling to. To get the is it hard the work? sweet point yeah the sweet I, spot. I, can, I mean I just not showing off, but I just use my eyes for seeing. So <laughs> if I look, I just I don't have to like move my head to try. And... <laughs> it's really weird. I am yeah. trying to get the sweet spot. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit weird. I do suit you though, mate. Better than Dennis Taylor ones I've seen you in before. <laughs> I know they suit me. Yeah. I mean Lee don't even wear his. No. Out no. I mean his must be really bad, like <laughs> proper bad. Ben ten or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Is it get uh, them from the adults ones? Huh? To get them from the adults section. I mean, I could probably get them from the child section I'd if I wanted that. to. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm still rattle around. <laughs> you cock. <laughs> so, mate, how have you been? I've been all right, mate. I've been all right, thank you. I had the dog back to stay. You did? Yeah, yeah. Lump, innit? it? Huh? It was a lump, innit? it? Hey, um, what do you mean? He's like heavier fat. than George. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, I'm not saying he's fat. I'm saying he's a lump. Like so basically, he's just had his operation, hasn't he? So he had two weeks where he couldn't do anything and right. his hormones were all over the place. The vet right. warned us that he needed to lose a bit of weight because he would put it on because of that. But you are correct. Yes. Well, Doug's, Doug's really light. He I can is. pick Doug up with yeah. one arm, just like literally lift him up. I well, think George he's wasting is, away. George is quite a lump. Yeah. But when I I tried, because we got the extension going on, I tried lifting Ralph over the extension because even though George could jump over the wall, Ralph couldn't. So he <laughs> sat there whining. <laughs> and I thought, Jesus, I nearly dropped him. <laughs> and then he nearly face-planted out of the car when I bought him up. Really? I mean, you're weak-armed anyway, though, yeah, isn't but it? He, he wouldn't come out of the car. Every time I lent into he him, loves he, the back, car. he backed off. He loves the car. So I tried using his little harness to sort of yank him a little bit, right. and he weren't having none He don't just jump out, no? No, he won't. Oh. I suppose because I've got a little girl's car, and I've kind of got a three-door car. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I was got trying to get him yeah. past the seats, uh-huh. and he kept like playing like, I'm not playing that game. So I sort of tried to yank him with his thing, and then the weight suddenly shifted, and I couldn't hang on to him. I managed to keep his head up. Right. But yeah, that was good. Um, fat dog, you mean? Yeah. He's, he's, it's his hormones. It's, yeah, yeah, the, no. We're trying to run it off him at the he moment. He don't look but... fat, mate. He's just a solid, solid lump. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more more extension trauma. Trying to choose a roof light, that's quite a difficult decision. Is it? Roof light, lantern, what way do you go? <laughs> Can you warrant the extra on a lantern? I think I've decided on the roof light. Yeah, we've got some underpinning going on because of block and beams got going. Oh, I'm only worried that I can't fucking park anywhere when I, I come here because the drive's just full of shit. It is. It, it is. is. Um, but the highlight of my week, mate, was today. I didn't have any good stories till today. What? But I have had tea with a load of Irish nuns today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I went to a site that was, it was called something uh, Convent. What? So I just thought it was an old convent. Yeah. No, no, it's still working, so there's no right. And even though I'm male, they did invite me to join them for tea. I mean, they probably 
just took pity on you. Yeah. Because like, you, you look like Jesus, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. They did bless me as <laughs> well. was the second coming. They did bless me. Until you spoke yeah. and that and realised that it wasn't. Yeah, but... and I was watching my P's and my Q's and I put my little pinky up when I was drinking my tea. Did you? Yeah, it was lovely. Right. Did Different. the tea all go down the beard and down the front? Yeah, it was all disgusting. Off my it, um, it, it's like, disgusting. It was a surreal moment in my life, mate. Right. I've had tea with nuns. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. How's your week been, mate? Any got any, got any big news to tell us? <laughs> Jill did her marathon. Hey. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, she did it. She didn't do the time that she quite wanted. She's yeah. a little bit disappointed. She shouldn't be disappointed no. she'd done it. I saw people running round that nipples had been replaced by stumps of nipples. Oh, really? And there was just blood all over the front Does of their... Does that happen? Yeah, fuck yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to chafe up, you have to put the old anti-chafe cream on. So, uh, but yeah, someone didn't. Really? And I mean, yeah, it's fucking oh, horrible, right. mate. You just see like these red blotches oh. on the top. So, you know, they've got no nipples. So, like I say, she did really well. She got through that. I think I should get a medal, yeah. if I'm honest, for spending time up in London. Yeah. Because I fucking hate it, don't I? Yeah, you didn't That's... look best, please, when you dropped mm. the dog off, mate. <laughs> six hours, six or seven hours I was up there, yeah. pretty much on my own. Yeah. Um, chose to be on my own. There was yeah. other people went to see Jill, but I sort of swerved them. You know yeah. how you do, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, don't like London, do I? I think no. I deserve a medal, mate. I, I think that. she deserves her medal, yeah. and you just need to shut up, basically. <laughs> She had to do it for you the week before. Shut your face. Brilliant. So what's it like having your nemesis on tonight? Find out, mate, won't we? Eh? Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, size him up. I'm going to size him up tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that why you've grown like the beard and that? Put manly. Yeah. You're trying to outman him. Okay. We'll see. Manly. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I saw your ball skills yeah. through my camera yeah. when you were Ralph sitting, when you yeah. took the dog round. Um it's not that manly. No, it's not. No, to be honest. No. Flaily. They were my best skills as well. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm going to play some mind games. Oh, yeah. Mind games. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. You got any thanks this week, mate? Yes, mate. I have got thanks to Write Stuff Reviews. We watched a thing. Tim, Spoiler Piece Theatre, Podcast HQ, the podcast that wouldn't die, Nerdrovert, Mr. P, WTM, Forza Crowd, Ryan, Ronnie Castle, Chris Watt, Jamie Irwin, and what should we watch? Lovely. Thanks, everybody, for those retweets. I've got uh, special thanks for people who have gone the extra mile. So I've got Jill, Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, Jamie Russell, Cinema Recall, Glenn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, Ryan, Movie Journey Podcast, Ben and Paul from Film Busters, Ian McIntyre, Mike, Mike and Oscar, Recasted Podcast, and Luke Humans oh, what tweet, tweet this week. It's got to be my favourite thing that I've seen this week. It was great, Fucking brilliant. Thank yeah. you very much for that, Luke. That gave me a uh, a chuckle. I like the way he just did. pops in, drops it, and then pops back out. <laughs> don't hang about for the applause, does he? <laughs> oh, he doesn't. I think I even told him by DM how good it was. Yeah. He didn't bother replying. <laughs> he's just fucking... <laughs> he's just like, oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mate, you got promo this yes, week? Yes, mate. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques. Including special episodes in our side series that twist the format, we've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. Here we go. Piecing It Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, what a short promo, that. Not one of these ones that's milked it for like nearly two minutes. <laughs> no, it's a good one. I like that. Cop Shop. Yeah. The latest episode. Yeah. Hosted by David. 
Yeah. Got married recently, I think, didn't yeah, he? Or a he while did. ago. He did. Yeah, so uh, that's been a bit delayed getting that one. But I like that promo. It's nice and calm, that yeah, one. Yeah, nice, calm. Nice bit of background music. Don't milk it. Not like the movie Journey Boys. You know, like three minutes late, you're still sitting there. You better be careful, right, what you say, because I'm sure you're sure they'll give you Mind the games, fucking mate. hard questions. That They're all hard. They? What's the fucking point? They're all hard. I don't know any of them. Uh, so please listen to our friend David at Piecing It Together yeah. podcast. Excellent. Yeah. Go on then, mate. Welcome to the Mark Reads Some Film Lines in Some Similar Voices and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points game. Hashtag, what's that film? Should have edited that, shouldn't you, mate? Yeah. It says Mark reads the uh, things. Oh. I think we've got a special quiz master we have, this week. It's takeover. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is that what we're doing now? Is it? Is that what it's if come down to? If people want to do it, mate. Okay. I mean, it just means I can save this week's for next week. <laughs> right, Let's okay. Next week. So, uh, so, yeah. So, Glenn has sent one in this week. Yeah. So, we listened to that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, last week, who got what and what was it? It was The Hangover. <laughs> I mean, are you asking or telling? No, well, I don't, I'm trying to remember that part back me. I didn't write it. I've, I think I've only got four. Okay. Uh, Jill got four. She did. Yeah. Glyn got five. Right. Emma didn't get it. Right. I don't think she's, uh, I assume she's seen it. Right. Um, Jamie Russell got three and he's only watched it once. Okay. So what I'm, did I get? Oh, I can't remember. Three. Was it? Yeah. I did all right. It's a long time ago last <laughs> week, mate. <laughs> it's been a bit my, my notes are all over the shop this week. Are they? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So other people probably got it and well done to them. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so we've got Glyn, yeah. who sent one in. Yeah, do you want his little intro first? Yeah, I mean, you've kept it from me, yeah. so this will be the first time that I've heard it, so a little bit mean, wasn't it, yeah. like hiding this? So, um, okay then, yeah, I mean, should we go for it? Yeah, this is Glyn's little intro. Okay. Movie drone, it's Glyn. This has been a long time coming, but I've finally got time to do it. So, this is my entry for Mark's infamous WhatsApp film. Are you ready then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it with you in the van? Uh, I assume so. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Got yeah, yeah. Here we go. Then you ready? Yeah. First clue for five points. What's that film? What's the matter, Danny? Never taking a shortcut. Oh. <laughs> now I'm going to really piss Glenn off here. Yeah. Because I think I know it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I do. Go on. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. I got it on five as well. Did you? Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's going to piss him off, I, I reckon. I think these clues get harder as it goes Do on. they? Yeah. Okay. I think he might have got this the wrong way around. Right. That one for me, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's no Bruce Forsyth. I mean, but nor are you. <laughs> no, but there you go. Bruce so brilliant. <laughs> okay. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Well, I can just sit back and relax then. All right. Next, Next one, then. then. Go on then. For four points. What's that film? It's all right, Andy. It's just bolognese. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm... I'd, Pretty sure that that would, that's probably, yeah, I think yeah. people would get that on that one, yeah, so let's see. You reckon it gets harder? I, I think it gets harder. Okay. Ready? You may have gotten it by now, but if not, for three points, what's that film? This shit just got real. Okay. I don't mm. think I would have necessarily got it from that one. No, maybe not. No, no, I think that should have been the old five one, but never mind, never yeah. mind, I'm happy with it, yeah. yeah. For anybody who is still struggling, this is your clue for two points. Sergeant Butterman. The little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. You ready then? Yeah. Last one. And finally, for one point, you want to be a big cop in a small town? Fuck off up the model village. <laughs> Apologies, I can't do any accents or voices, so hopefully you'll you'll be able to get this. Good luck. Bye. Unless it's Liverpudlian. 
yeah. the film. Yeah. And then you did fucking blinding, Glenn. <laughs> so well done, mate. Well done. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah. Thanks for that. I mean, like I say, I'm chuffed with that one. Yeah. Five for me, mate. I ain't done a there, five mate. for ages. I ain't done a five for yeah. ages. I mean, I win something off the shelf. Yeah. So really, got a shelf anymore, mate. I've no, no. It. Maybe Glenn will send me a prize. Oh, you. you never know. <laughs> All right. That's why. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Glenn. Anyone else wants to play along? You just got to send it in, don't you? On yeah. an MP3, just yeah. record it on your phone, send it in, and uh, a Mark I'll will do, do the my business. Magic. Yeah, keep it from me again, yeah. and uh, yeah, brilliant. Awesome. Okay, thank you. All right, moving on. Yes, mate. Okay, mate. This is Mark's mail sack. So, Mark's mail sack are, again, I'm lost, pretty sure I got the right question yeah. this week, but I'm not sure where we are with questions. Me neither. Fucking, <laughs> what's been going on this week? Nightmare, mate. Is it? Nightmare week. <laughs> Nightmare. Jesus Christ. Feet ain't touched the floor. Right, okay. No idea. So, uh, we don't know if we've got one for next week, so this is probably a begging. Uh, uh, I think I've got one for next week. Right. Uh, or it might be for the week after. Some people have spent, uh, sent in like episode-specific questions. Right, okay, that's you so, fuck then. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Okay. I need to organise myself a little bit, but yeah, to keep sending them. Okay, we'll well, where them. can people send them to, mate? They can send us via Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Please do, right. Yes. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. This is the next section. This is a section that we love to call Question, question time. time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. There we go. So we have got a question this week. Mm. Yeah. This has given me sleepless nights, this is, mate. Yeah. So uh, who's it from? What's it about? From Jamie Irwin, mate. All right, okay. The, the legend. The legend is Jamie Irwin. Theme tune writer. Exactly that. Yeah. And he wants to know our favourite film from each decade from the 30s <laughs> upwards. <laughs> I mean, it's gone in deep there, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has, yeah. No pressure. Yeah. No, it's hard. Yeah. Because mine changes all the time. Yeah. But, you know, this is a snapshot of what it was this week. I feel, Yeah, I filled in the easy ones all and right. then filled in the gap. Okay, I mean, I've got two or three for each, but uh, I'll no. just try and work it out. Yeah, well, no, I mean, there's something, yeah. Anyway. I've got two for one. Okay, uh, have you? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right then, who's going first? 1930s. Yeah? Wizard of Oz. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind that, and I actually sat down with the kids over Christmas and watched it. Is it scary for time. kids? I didn't seem bothered by it, but... <laughs> It was one of those. So you show them fucking 15, didn't it? Yeah, but oh. well, no, we sat down and watched it, and it, I actually realised what a nice family film it is. Okay, that brilliant. Nice, yeah. I've got a family film one yeah. as well. Freaks. Okay. <laughs> um, that was banned in the UK okay. for 30 years, that was. was. It? Yeah, original 90-minute cut doesn't exist now. It hasn't been cut to 64 minutes. Mm. That's the only one you can watch. Mm. So, yeah, that's mine. Cool story. 1940s then, mate. I've got Dumbo. Okay. Love a Dumbo. Original Dumbo. Don't mug me off with a new one. Right. I've got Fantasia. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen it always. Really? Though. That's a bit scary, though. Dull, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Mm. I was always a little bit scary, I was thought. For, I mean, I wasn't particularly scared. No, but I've heard tales of children being scared by Fantasia oh. because it all gets a bit much, doesn't it? I think and my mum got it for us on pirate VHS when I was a kid. Right. Not that we condone that sort of behaviour. <laughs> Um, but I remember watching some of it through the fuzzy lines and stuff. <laughs> right. Not okay. really a bit of me, that, mate. Okay. 50s. Old Yeller. Was that 50s, was it? 57. Was it? Here, okay. Yeller. I've got Shane. <laughs> Have you ever heard Shane? 
Have you ever seen Shane? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. It's like a Western that's influenced a lot of Quentin Tarantino films and a lot of films to be influenced by Shane. Was it actually on... <laughs> no, but I'm going to make you watch it. It was on yeah. the list that I was going to give you for homework many okay. a time ago, yeah. and I couldn't really find a copy of it anywhere right. without spending money. But I think I'm going to spend money because there is... You will know what I'm talking about when I say it like that. Right. When you watch it. I look it. at you all confused. <laughs> no. You, you'll get it. You'll yeah. get it. But Shane. Oh, cool. Right, next three, mate. We'll swap over to the 1960s. What's your first one? It was, um, it's caught between two, but it's Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Yeah. I've got Night of the Living Dead. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had Midnight Cowboy down as well because I really liked that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Rosemary's Baby's got to be for 60s for me. Cool. All right. Yeah, 70s then, mate. Go on. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, of course it's going to be. Yeah. Now mine's going to be, Yeah. The Exorcist, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts to get a bit hard from now. It does. I thought. It like, does. really hard. It this really is where does. it really kicked in. Yeah. I've got to be honest. So, uh, right. yeah. So what we got for 80s? It's so hard. It was so hard. I've just punted for Karate Kid. Have you? Because I've already... I know, but I watch it a lot. And I enjoy it a lot, and I've got some memory biblia, biblia, biblia and stuff like right. that from it. Okay. Um, ugh, so many. So okay. many. 80s is my jam. It's weird, isn't it? Because I can't imagine you doing, like, martial arts. No. 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 I, I wouldn't imagine that either. <laughs> I'd like to see it, but no, it's just weird. I mean, obviously, I've got the naked gun. Yeah, of course. Of course, right. of course. Yeah. But uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Mike, the builder who's doing my house yeah. he's like uk sambo champion right and he was like you should come down and try <laughs> I really shouldn't. i really is, shouldn't. is it sambo or is it sombo sombo I, wrestling i have not no sambo is this i don't know mate <laughs> don't know is it sombo i think so okay i hope so now i've said it all right but there you go yeah, you could i'm sure you're right but he looks hard right this is one of the hardest ones for me 90s yeah fucking hard. yeah, yeah. yeah. go on then it's silence of the lambs have you yeah okay Right, I punted for yeah. Ravenous. Okay, because it's just one of those that I can just watch. And I just love it all the time. There's a lot. Yeah, I had Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I had Scream. Yeah, I can put those on any time yeah. and watch them. But I think it had to be Ravenous. Mm. I think the impact that Ravenous had. Tough, wasn't they? It was tough. Yeah, two thousands then, mate. Go yeah. on. Inglorious Bastards. Okay. I mean, I love Quentin Tarantino, and that is pretty much my favourite one. Yeah. We should organise an episode, shouldn't we? I don't know, with a couple of northern guys or something, <laughs> try and sort that one out. <laughs> we should do, yeah. yeah. I've gone for The Departed. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's quite recent for you as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I quite found 2000s quite difficult. Okay. It was the 80s and 90s that were the cluster. Yeah. Um, 2000s, not too bad. Okay, too all right. So the, what were they called? The 10s? 2010s. Okay. What you got? Midsummer. Oh, of course you have. Of course I have. Now, I've got a film that um, I just want to watch all the time, and um, it's Uncut Gems. Okay, really? I fucking loved Uncut Gems. Yeah? Really, really loved it, and I think, like, it's just one that I'm going to keep going back to. Um, even though there's quite a few, we had a great 2019, we did. didn't we? Yeah. There was a lot that came up then. And uh, it probably wasn't a, the strongest sort of time for me watching films anyway, yeah. um, the, the 2010s. So Uncut Gems was a gem. How are you finding it on rewatches? Yeah, good. Yeah, you're getting the same, but you didn't... It's so, I think it's so good. Yeah. I, I'm not bothered about the end. I think the end still has the suspense, yeah. even knowing what's coming. Yeah. Um, the, the lead up to it, just, the, just the, the actual situations it gets in and the stressfulness is just yeah. brilliant. The actual release that you get... At the end, yep. even if it's not a good ending for him, brilliant. Okay. Cool. 2020s then, mate. Yeah. 
hard, wasn't it? I didn't. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay. I mean, I've got two. Right. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you go first, and I'm gonna pump for mine. I've got one that we watched recently. Yeah. Pig. Okay. I nearly put pig. Did you? I'll be honest with you, because I did enjoy that an awful lot. I mean, we've only had what was what have we had like 2020 and 2021. Yeah. And obviously, we've been in a pandemic. Yeah. It hasn't been that much, really, no. has there? So, no. yeah, I've got Pig. Not memorable ones, but no. I'm going to go for Coda then. Okay. Not one you've seen yet, is it? No. But I did really enjoy that. I had it closely followed up by The Father, although not, oh, yeah, yeah, not necessarily good. great subject matter. A yeah. powerful, powerful yeah. film. I thought, I mean, I've probably forgot about Father, to mm. be honest. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I did score that really high, didn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe made a mistake there, but I enjoyed Pig recently. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Great film. All right. Thanks, Joe, mate. I mean, we could put that one out there. Yeah, we could. I people. mean, we could answer that once a week for the next year. And I be think, and have different answers, yeah. but great question. Maybe not so much the 30s, 40s and 50s no. and that. I don't yeah. watch too many of them, do I? I have this you... problem with classics and old films and yeah. stuff, so there was a lot, wasn't I there? I had the problem where you pick one and then you, you keep thinking and you're like, nah, and then, oh, what about, and you just got a pin not on Yeah, it. just got to nail it down, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So if you do have a list of your favourite films from the 30s to the 2020s, please send them in. Please do. Okay, right. So on to the reason that we're here. Yeah. We have got a guest, another one, Mark, your booking machine. My you are arch at the moment. nemesis. <laughs> Is it your nemesis? Well, we I did discuss we it earlier. Be, don't we? Yeah, I suppose. So we've got Ben from the Film Busters. Hello, Ben. Hello, boys. How are you both? We're good. We're good. How are you and the boys? Uh, you're like a British podcasting legend, I think, with Film Busters. Just gathering um, pace, they are. Gathering pace. Not at all. This is uh, this is really like uh, David and Goliath now, isn't it? No, well, combined. You, I don't know. I mean, I think that you get quite a few mentions when people's favourite film podcasts. You seem to be trying to snatch some of our favourites off us as well. So there's a little bit of an edge to this yeah. to this movie drone versus Film Busters pod v pod Listen. that's coming up. So. Why would you go for the beef burger when you've got steak at home? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know which of us is the steak and which of us is the I'll burger be honest. In that analogy. Yeah, but... I'll be honest, Ben, I for burgers. Uh, so. <laughs> That's why Mark, Mark's just booking everyone. We're just yeah. like booking everyone. Come to us. Come to us. There you go. But, uh, exactly. But yeah, so uh, tell us a quick bit about yourself and your podcast, mate. Well, as you say, we hail from the same uh, green aisle as you two do. Um, we are free mates who've been podcasting now for about three and a half years. So uh, that's me and my co-host, Paul and Adam. And we haven't really got a shtick, really. All we do is, well, before COVID anyway, we would just tackle a recent cinema release. We usually have vastly different opinions. So we're arguing all the time. And we thought, well, people might want to hear that. And then we sort of bulked it out a little bit with a quiz and what we've been watching recently, you know, Kind of sounds like a very similar format. One of us copied the other one. I'm not sure who it was. But. <laughs> oh, it's going to be us. I mean, we plagiarised oh, everything. In fairness, we didn't copy anything. We just sort of come out of it and then didn't realise oh, quite how many movie podcasts are out there, did we? When we put it out and we sort of thought, this would be great. We'd get like a million <laughs> listens because it sounds really original. And then we just searched and was like, thousands. How, how varied. You can't really be varied when it comes to a movie podcast these days, unless you go with a really unique angle. Yeah. And like, who can be bothered to come up with one of those? If no. you're talking about films, yeah. just talk about You've got films. To be clever enough to come up with it yeah. first, and yeah. neither of us are going to do that. No, I mean, we, yeah. I just do it to get out of the house. I've yeah. got to be honest. Otherwise, yeah. I'd just be indoors all the time. But we love film busters. Exactly. All of the people that listen to us, they love you as well. Um, so we've noticed um, absolutely great love love hearing the banter and that on there that um, is very very sweet and also we really appreciate you playing our 
promo so regularly as well. I keep asking you to send over a promo, but you boys ain't got one yet. You need to cut a promo so we can re- return the line. I mean, we have got one. It is it's really it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't, don't do offer it. it out anymore. We sort of like recalled it. Yes, we will do one. We will do one. Yeah. Do one because we do want to bounce back that love. And cool. yeah, in all honesty, it is kind of humbling to be here because like you guys, yeah, we're in the same sphere. We, we're like UK Brit podcasters, but, and I don't know, you can keep this in or you can cut it out depending on, on if you don't want to offend any other British podcasters, but you're the British podcast that I come to. You're the ones that I listen to. Like if film buses weren't around, you'd be the only British podcast that I would listen to really, because the content that you guys are putting out there is like relatable. It's the stuff that me and me and Paul and Adam talk about. And it's the way that we talk as well for the most part. Yeah. Well, That's hopefully no shade on any of the others, you know? No, I mean, hopefully um, I mean, we always try and just be a bit honest and uh, it's just like a chat down a pub, even though yeah. I don't drink no more. So. Well, neither of us have got particularly intelligent opinions <laughs> to offer, have we? So we can just chat like we normally do. There you go. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, you're on pod V pod yeah. boys. Yeah. Well, I've decided I've got a little three questions each for you because I know it's been delayed and I want to know, really where we are with the, the old swatting up and the knowledge and stuff like that. So oh, I've actually right. done like three questions okay. for each of you. All right. Are you, you up for this? this? Yeah, I can see how this is going. Are you up for it? Yeah, embarrassment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going I'm going down. I'm going down. So, it, well, are you ready? Yeah, I haven't got go a theme on. tune or nothing. Okay. Nothing like that. It's just three questions. Yeah. See where you are. Give yourself a little, uh, I mean, a little bit of a, yeah. an idea as to, as to who's going to prevail at the poverty pod ready yeah, i'm nervous oh yeah okay this is, yeah this oh, is you should be, be able to get these boys these are the sort of questions that you're going to get so ready yeah mark yeah. your first question yeah what is the number on the roof of the bus in speed <laughs> i mean <laughs> 40 <laughs> oh, this is a question you should know once. the answer to really it's just like a classic ben any, any idea oh well, i get a chance to answer yes mate oh yeah, yeah. sorry okay. I there's no um, rules to this for some reason, I've got two five two five in my head, but that could be way off. That might be Ghostbusters. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you two have been fucking. That is fifty, isn't it? Adds up to fifty. I don't know, mate. I've I've seen it once. Right, Ben. First question. This one. I'll see if you get this one. What was the first movie to be rated PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Yeah. So that would be like a. 15 for us yeah so the first one that ever came out that was rated pg-13 oh, i'm gonna say i don't know i reckon that's gonna be fairly recent in terms of decades so i'm gonna go 80s i'm gonna say red dawn it was red dawn it oh, wouldn't was like it? 84 was red yeah, dawn i'm being mugged off here fucking that is a lit. classic that's a classic question yeah. these are the sorts oh. of things that you should know oh, mark okay all right you ready yeah no, on, well done ben well done two we still got four still got four here two in so. a row Number two for you, Mark. Go on, mate. Who was the first female director to earn over a hundred million at the box office? Catherine Bigelow. I mean, it's not, mate. <clears throat> Sorry about that. No, no, a little bit earlier than that. Right. So, any idea, Ben? I do have an idea. As yeah. it goes, I actually know that one. That's Penny Marshall. <laughs> Is, I yeah. knew that one. It is, yeah. For uh, do you know what she did? Pushed no. her over that. No, mate. Go on. Big. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I should have known that one, yeah. shouldn't I? You should do, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Ben, your next one. What was the name of the young girl in Jurassic Park? See, Mark um, probably know this, unless you get this right. He knows his Jurassic Park. Lexi? Lex? Yeah, got a second name. I mean, that's half a point. Robocop-style Murphy. Lex Murphy. <laughs> Lex Murphy. Oh, 
Shocking guy in Well done. Oh, did you, you did you know that? You Jurassic know you're such. No, a did you know that? Yeah. Jurassic Park. Oh, you know got legs. You do it. Well done, Mark. This ain't a stitch up, you know. No, no. This ain't a stitch up. No, don't feel like it. How many meters was the Death Star's thermal exhaust port diameter? Oh, diameter. Death Star. No, it's I'm. I mean, you've seen this. So no, I'm, uh, I'm one point eight. Let's time. Go for 27.6. No. no, sorry, it's a little bit out. Ben, you must know this Star Wars fan. You must know. I think it's much lower than that, too. Yeah, it is, too. You must know the two, two meters. Yeah. See, because you've got a small, isn't it? That's the small. So. Ben, last question What location served as the setting for many of John Hughes movies? Oh, good old John Hughes. He loves uh, Shermer, Illinois. He is. He loves it. Fictional suburb I mean, outside that's of amazing Chicago. Amazing trivia you got there, Ben. Ben, oh, there we go. Mark, if I was thought. you, I'd be a little worried. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Mind games. There we go. Ben, Mark, you know, tell I mean, what. I'm looking forward to it even more now. It's going to make it all the sweeter. I'm going to tell you, I am getting some quiz books <laughs> and I am reading up on my trivia. <laughs> well done, Ben. Well done, Ben. Brilliant. Cheers. Don't okay. know where that came from, but there, there you go. go. Depth from the depths. I don't like yeah. either of you now. You're both my arch nemesis. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. Uh, reason Ben's joined us. Yes. We saw a film. We did, mate. We saw a film chosen by Ben, which is currently 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's an 18, one hour, 26 minute build as a horror thriller with a synopsis of Laurie Strode, now the dean of a Northern Californian private school with an assumed name, must battle the shape one last time as the life of her own son hangs in the balance. $17 million budget grossing $55 million. This is directed by Steve Miner, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Adam Arkin, Michelle Williams, Adam Hanberg, Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, Janet Lee, Josh Hartnett, LL Cool J and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And this was 1998's Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Did the quiz master that is Ben bring a clip? I did, yeah. Nothing to fear. The coast is clear. Nothing's missing. They did a real number on your office. My office? Oh, there's crap everywhere. Got mail. Birthday card. Only two months late. I'm impressed. Cash is good. I'm gonna need it when I go to Yosemite. I'm not going. No, I'm going to Yosemite. No, you're not. Look, I know today is the day, but I think... Oh, really? What day is that, John? Halloween. Oh, I hadn't noticed. There we go. Nice short one tonight, Mark. Yeah. We've been going a bit like playing the whole I don't film. Don't anymore, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, you chose this one. Got to be honest, a little bit surprised. I mean, I think we've spoken to a couple of people since then who said that they're not surprised because they know a bit more about you and they know that you love these. This is the seventh one in the series. Um, without giving too much away, mate, because we normally go to Mark first, but just tell us why you chose it, please. Why did I choose this one? Well, to be honest with you, I knew that you were a little bit of a horror buff. I didn't know where you stood, Mark. Mm -hmm. And with Halloween coming up and all the talk that was going to start spilling out from everyone about Halloween kills, I wanted to revisit an entry in the series, which I think is always massively, massively overlooked. And for me, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I'm a huge Michael Myers fan to the point where when I tell people about how I got into it, they think I was I grew up in some sort of twisted family because I was shown the first Halloween by my aunt when I was six. <laughs> when I was 11, my mum and dad got me the double pack of Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. And then I had to beg them when I was about 12, 13 to get Halloween 4 on VHS. And around about that time, Halloween H2O was coming out in cinemas. 
And I was crazy for Michael Myers at the time. And I couldn't go and see it because I was too young in the, to see it in the cinemas, right? And you'll remember back then when a film came out in the cinema, it would take about a year, sometimes 18 months before the film would come out on VHS. Yeah, not wrong. So I had 18 months to wait to see that film after having been peppered with all those little teaser trailers that were coming out of H2O. So when I finally saw it, after years and years of like Michael Myers madness that had built up, I was ecstatic because it was the first film that had come out in my time that I was able to, to watch. And for me personally, when you compare it and stack it up against the new Halloween that came out, good as it was, and I do rate it, Halloween H2O is much better in my opinion because I think it's much more entertaining. It's got much more rewatchability. It's much more believable, even though it's outrageous. It's a much more believable film than what happens in the new Halloween. And I think Jamie Lee Curtis's character gets a proper revenge return after 20 years away. Add all that up with lots of Michael Myers action. That is pretty impressive, pretty gruesome, even if the mask is very dodgy. I think it's probably the second best sequel to um, to Halloween. Halloween 4 being the best, but H2O is the much overlooked one. And I just wanted to discuss it with you boys and see how you thought it stacked up against the new Halloween and and undoubtedly why you probably both think it's a terrible movie, as most <laughs> people do. Okay then, mate. I mean, we normally do this, mate, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Mark, what did you think of Halloween H2O? I mean, I'm glad Ben mentioned the mask. Right. Because it was bad, wasn't it? It, was it, not cha- CGI, it changed was it? quite a bit, didn't was it? Was it not CGI? It, it could it? well have been, but it, it kept, was at one point. Yeah, yeah, it kept changing, I think. Um, now, I've said this before. Michael is my least favourite of the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel, I mean, you can disagree, but I just feel like he lacks major characterisation. I mean, he walks around, he tilts his head. Freddy's got a real sort of character to him. Jason has as well. And Michael, I just find the interaction a little bit low. And I think these films normally rely on imaginative good kills, um, which is why I like them. Um, Like Halloween 2, she holds her head under and she boils herself and her skin's coming off her face and all bits like that. And I just felt this one lacked a bit of imagination to make it that memorable and not that (laughs) killy. Body count of seven. Was that Two off screen. I need more it's than that. Low. I need more than that from a slasher that's right. got Michael Myers in. I'm afraid. Okay. Did I was entertained? Right. Thoroughly enjoyed sitting there watching it. Me and the missus sat down and watched it. So I did enjoy it. I, ju- I just felt this could have been a really good film, and I I agree with Ben. I like the way that Laurie Strode's brought back. I like the way it's all dealt with. I just wanted on a big return for a little bit more blood and gore. Okay. I mean, I don't watch uh, Halloween as much as I watch the others. I've got to be honest, it's probably my second. I do like it because I Friday the 13th, so I like Jason more. Freddy's probably my least favourite, and then this oh. one sits in the middle. Yeah. Halloween is the most confusing franchise to me, though. I tend to find that it does have a lot of different branches that don't join up. That saying, most of the sh- slashers that I watch... I watch a standalone films anyway, so it doesn't really bother me um, the fact that I don't really watch it in a series um, yeah. as a coherent story from one to the other. So that's fine for me. This one sort of carries on from number two, didn't it? They seem to skip four and five, um, ignore the daughter that she had, that she got chased around and finally killed in six, etc., etc. So hence, it's a little bit, um, little bit confusing. But as a standalone film, I didn't mind it. Again, it's not my favourite. 
I liked the return of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. There's lots of little bits that we'll get to, obviously, about her coming in. But listen, let's just start off with the starting sequence. It was great. What do you think of that, Ben? Yeah. yeah, the opening sequence was great. You're getting a returning character from the first Halloween right off the bat as well. In uh, I've forgotten what her name is, but the she's the nurse yeah. from the first Halloween who drives in with Loomis. And you got an introduction to Joseph Gordon-Levitt out of nowhere. Do you think that that was something to do with the fact that um, Drew Barrymore in Scream was obviously on on screen and killed? Because he was actually in, uh, what was it, Third Rock from the Sun at the point. Yeah. So he's actually wasn't got that a the little... only big thing he'd been in at that point? Yeah, but he had that like, little bit. And whether or not this was like a little ode to Scream and like, look, you've got your Drew Barrymore that gets killed off straight away. Look, we've got him. Um, maybe. That's what I was just thinking about. Could have been. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> You're talking about creative kills, Mark. You got an ice skate straight through the face. I, That's I, your didn't, first I kill. didn't see it, Ben. I didn't, didn't see, it. see it. It was off screen, wasn't it? No. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, no, 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 you can see the after effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you're I, right, I, though. I need to see it. Well, okay. If, if yeah. he's going to be one of them, I don't just want to see it there. I want to see him grab hold of his head and crack it in it. <laughs> well, like the coconut yeah. cracking. <laughs> he was, That's it a very Freddy way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, it would have been a great kill. Yeah. Um, and that's the sort of imagination I feel that the, the kills we saw lacked. Okay. Um, and the, normally, I mean, we discussed this. Normally, when you get these films, there is one kill in there that is your favourite. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't feel there was any in this that were particularly great kills that you got to see. Right. Um, but I agree that the actors had some bigger names in it. Mm. Um, Josh Hartnett's debut as well. Was it? Yeah, his debut <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, it was. Um, again, Joseph Gordon-Levitt might have been his as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt's first film. He, couldn't have he been went far, on to bigger and better. Yeah, he couldn't have been far beyond 10 Things I Hate About You, I suppose, at that time. No, no. No. So, yeah, so the starting sequence then, Ben. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all magic for me. That's a perfect setup. You're introduced to an old character. You kill off an old character from the classics straight off the bat. You see Michael very, very fleetingly. And I know you said you don't watch Halloween too much in a long while, but Halloween, you know the mask in Halloween 6, mm -hmm. which is kind of one of the better masks in the whole franchise. They use the Halloween 6 mask for that opening scene right. mm -hmm. which is why i think michael probably looks his best in the whole film in that opening scene yep. for whatever reason after that they had to drop it and use about 15 different ones with different bloody expressions on his face um but that opening one is great and then for those two cops to turn up and give us a little bit of exposition a little bit of backstory for the newbies to the franchise at that point yeah and for him to go michael myers yeah right close that door and the credits start with that theme tune love all that not such a fan of the voiceover because it's not Donald Pleasance doing Do Dr. Loomis. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? So, uh, this come out just mm. after he died, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Spelled well his done. name wrong as well. Who did? They the did. On the end credit. Oh, did they? Yeah. In memory, Donald Pleasance, <laughs> and spelled it wrong. That's what something you wankers. really want to check. <laughs> How are you going to do that to the most beloved uh, character from the whole franchise? Yeah. The other person I noted uh, was a kid from Jumanji. Was in it? Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. he That's looks right. like in Jumanji. He's got this like grey, really like sickly look, and he yeah. had it in this and looked at him and went, "That's a kid from Jumanji," and it fucking was as really? well. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blimey, and there's it? no way he's getting that girl. No, no. Way he's getting that girl. <laughs> but then people said that about me, Ben. Oh. I did all right. <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm, I'm punching, punching mate. Aren't they? I am yeah. proper punching. Don't worry about that. <gasps> So we get some, and there's a little bit of dodgy effects, like mm. the, uh, like we goes on to the reflection, like the reflection in the window yep. that we see on there, um, which yeah. sort of shows its age at the moment. Yeah. Um, Reminded me a bit like the swarm, you know, when the bees were coming in. 
<laughs> a little <laughs> they bit. could have done. I mean, they put, they put 17 million into this. Yeah. I'm not sure, Al. Uh, I mean, it's just It all went on that CGI. Yeah. It might, it might very well might have done. What are we talking? 1980, seven. Yeah. It very well might 90, have done, mate. 97, 98, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think about... I don't remember Michael doing things uh, like leaving people alive like he does in this. Um, I don't remember it. Or walking past them in the streets and stuff as they pass him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill the woman at the toilet, does he, with the kid? Well, see, I mean, that... He, I mean, he doesn't kill her yeah. in the film, but I... You've just nailed probably my second favourite scene of the whole movie. Right, yeah. That toilet scene. Yeah. Um, regardless of what a lot of people seem to think about a film, that scene is generally what people say is one of the creepiest. I think so. I think that's terrifying. That moment... The acting's terrible from the little girl, don't get me wrong. But the moment that he snatches her bag and starts walking away and she peers through the gap in the door mm. and he stops and looks back. Yeah. Fucking hell. He should, have done him, ben. he should have done him in, I'm afraid. Well, well in fairness, there is that sim very similar scene in the new Halloween, isn't there, where they're in the toilet cubicles. Um, so I don't know whether they borrowed that off of that. Maybe. Um, that's yeah. Very similar. But yeah, he I've, destroys them both, doesn't he? I mean, th yeah. this is what, yeah, he really does. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking that's about. A quality kill, that. <laughs> but yeah, this is what I'm saying, like the kills, I think when he could have gone through, I mean, like we're saying, we've got seven kills, two are off, off screen. I think he could have gone on a little bit more of a rampage with some people where they took up these kills. Because ultimately, the I, two, I get it. The two kids I, I, that got done that. over, mm. um, he could have done that to a few more, and then we could have had a few more inventive ones. But don't forget, like, yep. yeah, he's very different. Like you said, he's very different to Freddie. He's very different to Jason. Jason would be smashing his way through everyone in the bloody <laughs> cast. But that original Halloween, you're looking at quite a low uh, body count in that one as well, aren't you? Because yeah. you've only got Jamie Lee Curtis's mates yeah. and their boyfriends. That's yeah. what, three people plus his sister at the beginning. So you've got probably a body count of four. And the thing that, for me anyway, the, I do like Jason and I do like Freddie. But for me, Michael Myers is the terrifying killer because he's the opposite of that. He's very quiet. He's like a shark going through the water, like still until the very last minute. There's a lot more to be feared from someone who just appears, kills, moves on, rather than someone who's like big up front there Manic. all the time. It's, yeah, like a big monster truck, which is what Jason is, which is great when you're in the mood for, for that sort of film. But for me, with my Michael Myers films, I I don't want to see a Michael Myers that is blitzing everyone yeah. left, right and centre. You get that in that new Halloween. You get that in that new Halloween in one scene and it's good because it's so unique. But typically speaking, I don't want to see that. Do you think this takes him, this takes a Halloween series almost back to its roots then? Because like you're saying, with the first one, it's generally not high kill count and they lay back... <laughs> And then as the franchise goes on, I suppose they've got to make it more controversial, more controversial. Yeah. I think it's, it's supposed to, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is supposed it. to be a, oh, the one after two, isn't it? And they sort of like forget it's about what happened. the one after two. Yeah. yeah, so they are actually going back. And this is why I find it a bit confusing, because they sort of like seem to keep forgetting. Even like the new one, isn't it? The, the, the so most many recent timelines. one. Yeah, it's just yeah. like completely forget this film and this film, and this is what happened then. But they yeah, chops and changed so much yeah. with with the whole franchise. The third one didn't have Michael Myers in, and then they were like, "Oh, that didn't wasn't successful. Let's bring him back." So then you had four, five, and six with Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, yeah. Michael Myers and niece. Then you had H two O, which said, "Forget four, five, six. Let's go straight off of two. 
Then you had Halloween Resurrection, which followed after H2O. Then you had the two Rob Zombies, which were like, let's remake the whole thing. Yeah. And now you've got the new Halloween, which picks up after the first Halloween and ignores Halloween too. It's very, it is very convoluted. Is Season of the Witch films. actually worth watching again? I've not watched it for many a year and I remember it not being for me. But um, I'm reading, uh, reading a few things that people say it's actually should be watched by more people. If you're a Halloween purist, maybe. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I, I don't value it all that much. Okay. It's got a great ending, but you got to suffer through a lot of uh, nonsense to get there. Yeah. I mean, we get the typical jump scares and that in this, don't mm. we? It yeah. doesn't disappoint with those. Um, no. It doesn't have the kills to go sort of with it that you expect with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's nice to actually listen to Ben, who's who sort of remembers it fondly as not having that many kills. I think yeah. I've I've just gone the opposite way. Yeah. Um, mm. and I, I, enjoy I, I appreciate his point. I do see it, and I think he's right in that I might have underappreciated the creepier aspects of it with, like you're saying, walking past a toilet cubicle um, and with LL Cool J when he sort of turns up with a car. I mean, let's forget LL Cool J's in it anyway. It's basically <laughs> the same character from Deep Blue Sea, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. It, it's a little bit, but when he's just sort of behind him, but he's not actually gone to kill him. Um, you do yeah. get them creepier. I suppose you get that atmosphere of something could happen. Yeah. And it doesn't sort of plays with your emotions better than he's behind him, so he's going to die. Yeah, yeah. I, I expected, I, I didn't remember that he stayed alive. No. I get, to be honest, I expected him to kill him again. I got another one um, leaving LL alive at the first encounter was also non Michael in my mind. But now talking to Ben, he's probably not. <laughs> Not the real Michael Myers from from the first. No, I see. That's the thing. You remember that first Halloween when he's watching Annie. He's watching Annie through the window while she's cooking, or or she's doing. She's cooking, or she's like washing clothes or something. And Michael's just watching at the window, and he's playing with her. Then he bangs on the window, or he pulls a plant pot down outside the window, so she gets spooked and looks around. And then he leaves her for. He goes off stalking someone else before he comes back to her. Same sort of thing that he's doing with LL here. He's, t- he's taunting taunting him. And that's something people kind of forget about Michael is in the first Halloween, he did so much theatrical shit to try and scare people. He wasn't just turning up, killing them. He was playing with them in a, in a very childlike way. Cause I think that whole mentality from when he killed his sister, when he was six years old is still with him, which is why he still likes to play. Why he put the sheet over his head in that first Halloween before yeah, he went yeah. and killed one of the girls as well. Um, so I do think there's a playful element to him, which is why he almost like leaves like easy prey alone. Like, yeah, I could get you. I could get you. I'm not, not, not going to get you just now, though. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I quite like that because I've always struggled with Michael having not a lot of character. And he just, I was, he's, almost, he's almost a bit like It Follows, isn't he? I think It Follows might have taken a bit of an homage off of him because he just constantly just carries on walking at a speed. He doesn't rush. He doesn't chase. He just carries mm. on. He's like that presence. Mm. But I've never actually thought of him, of the fact of him playing with him, and actually that's him, his character inside with that childlike thing. I like mm. that. I don't really remember. Um, what is it? Uh, four and five. Does he go a bit more over the top in those? Yeah, I mean, in comparison to this, it is over the top. Like, yeah. for example, in four, he does stab someone with a shotgun. Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of level of ridiculous. And it gets more and more ridiculous as the films go on to the point where H2O actually probably reined it back. And at that point, 
watching it, like if you were watching all the Halloween films and the last one you'd had was Halloween 6, you'd have a pretty poor taste in your mouth because while it had some redeeming features, it wasn't the best. So when H2O came along and, and said, we're going to reset and go back to what made the first two special, it was like perfect. And then when you also judge it on its own, forget about the fact that a film came afterwards and several films came, came out afterwards in the Halloween franchise. If you just look at Halloween H2O, as like the definitive end point, which it was at that point when that yep. film came out, that definitive end was brilliant for me. That's like a full stop, perfect. Now you've ended that story. Jamie Lee Curtis, she's great in these. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you like her in all of them? All the ones that she was in? Do you like yeah. her now as well? I, I mean, I, in the new I one? think she's definitely grown um, as an actress as she's gone on, I think the quality has improved. I mean, I mentioned when we went with regards to Freddie, uh, Heather Langenkamp, I always found her acting clunky and not believable, whereas mm. I look at Jamie Lee Curtis in the earlier films and I do think she was learning her craft, but I think as it comes along to the older ones, she is very good. She stepped away, didn't she, after doing the first couple, and I think only came back to this one as long as uh, she had a bit of input into the fact that she wanted it to finish and stuff like that, which we'll get to a bit later on. But um, yeah. is she one of your favourite final girls, Ben? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Between her and Sigourney Weaver, although if you could call Sigourney Weaver a final girl because of the Alien films, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Her and Sigourney Weaver are the two that always stand out for me. But right. absolutely, she is. And I think that's why I add a lot of weight and give H2O a lot more love than most people might is because seeing her come back to that franchise was special. If you think about it, how many horror films that had established themselves actually, apart from Nightmare on Elm Street with New Nightmare, had your final girl return decades later? Yeah. I know they did it with New Nightmare, but apart from that, I can't think of another one. No. So that was quite original at the time. And not to keep comparing it to the the new one, which as I say, I do like um, have you both seen the new one? The newer, newer one, not Halloween yes. Kills. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So like her performance in that, okay, right. It's like gritty and, and she's weather beaten now. She's had all these decades of past and she's ready for him. She's a survivor. I get, I get that and I can appreciate that. But actually the lorry that we get in this film is much more in line with what would probably have really happened, which yeah. is move, move away, start again, new life, alcoholic dealing with a lot of trauma and very protective of your only child and completely believable that she wouldn't want him going away on trips and stuff like that. Whereas the newer one was just a little more like, Oh, I'm waiting for him. I'm ready for him to come back. I've got my house booby trapped. I've got a knife belt on. I've got all these mannequins in my back garden to shoot up. Um, But people somehow take much more kindly to that film than they ever did to H2O. Mm. I think more because that says something about a cinema going audience who need, need it to be a little bit more of like a, a blockbuster revenge thing, as opposed to a, a typical slasher, which is kind of what H2O was. He was coming for, for the girl again. And it was only in those final 15 minutes of H2O where she finally says, forget this. I'm not running anymore and turns back on him. Whereas in that new Halloween, the entire film was her ready to confront him. And that sort of takes away from the the fear element for me, mm. personally, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't look at the, the newer one as a traditional Halloween anyway. Right. I, I, mm. I think they did ramp it up into an... I think it's more of a standalone. I know they're doing Halloween kills now. But I think yeah. for H2O, I think you need the understanding of the first two. Whereas the new Halloween could have been a standalone one. It was basically a remake of... The originals, wasn't it? Mm. Where he just went on this rampage. 
Yeah. Um, and then the biggest thing I found confusing is because of the new one, obviously, he got burnt to death. I think this, mm. in H2O, it makes him much more of a mortal because it ended there where they did kill him. Until resurrection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then they sort but, of shoehorned in a, a, a very, very loose This is the issue, story. isn't it? It's with Michael, he's trying to work out whether he is a supernatural being, how he resurrects, how, at what point do you take from his character? Yeah. And like Ben said, with all of the different series being mixed up, we have to watch this one ignores this one, this one ignores that one. You sort of look at the yeah. character and think, oh, well, he's never dead. This is why I think most of the time watching them as just standalones and not trying to follow. Yeah. I mean, this one, talking about the end, but... There was a conflict with the producers, weren't there, as to what they wanted to do. This one nearly had Michael saying his first word. Is that right? Yeah. This so, one? so this one basically, they were there were suggestions that Michael was going to whisper the word Laurie um, at the end, um, just before she lopped his head off. She was going to like look at him, and he was going to whisper the word Laurie, and then she was going to have second thoughts about doing it. Then she was going to just freak out and just go for it and chop his head off. However. Um, it was dropped as they knew that in the next movie, Resurrection, they still wanted him in there. So um, in Resurrection, they said that um, it wasn't actually Michael, didn't they? They said that it was a, right. a paramedic that he'd put on the mask. Yeah. So that didn't make sense that that paramedic would have whispered Laurie. So they no. took out the speaking okay. and that was actually changed. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to, to end it sort of there. She wasn't happy neither, but... But yeah, that's that's the reason. So they already had in mind what they were going to do in Resurrection, loosely bring him back, um, and it didn't make sense to have him speak. But what would you have done, Ben, if he had fucking spoken, mate? I've seen him speak in that bloody second Rob Zombie. Yeah, Halloween, yeah. And that is, oh, I don't even like to think about it. <laughs> right. If he had spoken, it would have taken a lot away from yeah. that moment because that would have then humanised him a little bit too much. Yeah. I think there is something in a way touching not that I want to say that Michael Myers has any emotion, but there is something human about the fact that despite everything, this man, when he's pinned between a van and a tree trunk, is reaching out, whether it is for help or it's one last pathetic attempt at almost like reaching out for her to grab hold of her. It's hard to tell at that moment, but there's like a kind of vulnerability there, which is nice. And it's nice to have that very brief flicker where Jamie Lee Curtis sort of responds to it, almost caves into it. And then she remembers everything she's been put through and lops his head off. That's that is perfect. If he said, if he said Laurie, that's Hollywood, man. That I wouldn't have liked that. Yeah. That's Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I mean the cop out of of having him come back, um, sort of they said that he'd dressed a paramedic up. That infuriated a lot of people. But I imagine yeah. a lot more people would have been infuriated if he'd spoken, mm. if I'm honest. I think Jamie Lee Curtis would have been uh furious as well because she like you were saying she wanted it to be that definitive end yeah they actually carried on i didn't realize this at the time but like you say the way they explain it in halloween resurrection him getting the paramedic they actually filmed that the next day after they filmed that final shot of h2o mm. they then filmed that scene because they already knew mr Farakar, i think the guy who owns all the halloween films already knew this Michael Myers machine is unstoppable. He's not dying. We're moving on. So Jamie Lee Curtis would have filmed that shot. And even then she would have known, well, this is not really the sort, this is not really the story that we're telling, mm. which is a shame. It is a shame that she couldn't have that moment to, to think, okay, I've turned up for something final, which is why I think she's ultimately said for her that ended up just being a paycheck rather than anything she, she was really very proud of. Yeah. Um, but still watch it in silo. I, I, hate halloween resurrection 
I never think about Halloween Resurrection. For me, it does still end with him getting his head chopped off. That, for me, was Michael. I've never seen it. What, Resurrection? Okay. Well, if if you thought LL Cool J was a blast, you got Buster Rhymes in Halloween (laughs) Resurrection. Might give that one a miss then. (laughs) I might... Treat this, as Ben says, as a definitive end. I mean, it's possible to. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. It's possible to just say, look, um, again, um, I'll probably watch Resurrection again. Just yeah. treat it as a, a standalone. I only really go to these for the kills and stuff yeah. like that anyway. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try and dress it up. I don't really look at it for the for the story. Um, I enjoyed the last Halloween film. However, I can watch the, uh, the reboots, the Rob Zombie ones. They're violent. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really watch it for the story. I'm a little bit concerned about um, Halloween Kills having a bit too much story. I think we had a few recently. Not a fan of we? emotion, mate, are you? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Never am I for the most part, <laughs> mate. No, it's just, uh, like I say, a, a good, give me a good slasher film of good. I don't really care what the story yeah. is. I, I think that was, I mean, I actually felt shortchanged on this one. Um, time It's short, it's one of the series, apparently. It could have done with yeah, being a bit longer, yeah, if I, I'm I honest. I felt it took too long to get going. It, I mean, don't get started till far too late in the runtime for me. Right. Um, and then I think the kills come too quick and too furious in that we lose we lose two at the beginning and then we just lose the two kids in quick succession and then we're down to the mains. We lose him getting stabbed up, big shit. Mm. And then mm. I think the peril had gone then and it oh. just seemed to run out of legs. And I'm like you, I, I like, I always want that feeling of unpredictability and I always felt like the last lot were going to be fine. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I like, can see that. Do you yeah, think I the character base was too simple? Do you think the fact that they sent all of the other kids off to this camp and they just kept it down to, it was quite a small cast really, wasn't it? Mm. That was actually yeah. in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think they could have added a few more like, just little scraps in that could have just been taken off? Not necessarily like we said, in a furious thing like Jason but just a few little side characters that they could have just knocked off to keep that momentum going and add another five, ten minutes. I mean, I'm going to say yes because I enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Like, you could mm. give me, you could have kept all the kids there for me. I yeah. could have gone in with like and just two knives and just started <laughs> slashing around. That would have been perfect for going me. Going through but, the whole school. Yeah, yeah. but that's I me. I think so. that was the original idea, you know. I think originally it was meant to be an all-girls school that she was teaching. Right. At, she was headmistress at. Right. And there was no trip and Michael was just going to go through the school. Right, yeah. And there was, have you heard this? There was going to be a scene where they basically acknowledged Halloween four to six by having a girl in one of the classes Laurie's teaching. They have to do a presentation on true crime in America and a girl was going to get up and talk about Michael Myers and the fact that uh, he killed his niece, Jamie Lloyd. And Laurie was going to have to listen to that entire thing knowing that she was talking about her daughter. And then they cut that. Well, that would have been a really interesting scene to, to see. But then I get what they were doing because they were carrying on from two. They didn't want to get it all muddied in with four to six. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a mud as well, isn't it? It's quite a, it's quite a lot of stuff that they sort of forgot about. Definitely. But can I ask you boys, you know, you, you talk about um, Freddie and Jason and all that, which is great. And like, depending on what mood I'm in, I would go down one of those routes. Like for me, I'll always come back to, to Michael, but I can totally get why someone would always go to, to Friday the 13th for Freddie. But the time this film was made, it was kind of made in response to the popularity of Scream, right? Mm-hmm. So where do you boys stand on the Scream franchise or, or like particularly the first, the first Scream film? I've bounced on it. I loved it when it came out. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. Then I watched Scary Movie. Um, and then <laughs> I ruined could, it for you. Yeah, I, I found it. I was almost watching it as a parody. 
Um, yeah. And then we had a long break from it, and we revisited it what last year, the year before. So I had not seen it. Yeah, yeah I, I was on. It. I was dying of COVID when I saw. Yeah. Well, I watched all of them. Yeah, yeah, we did it again on. I think we oh, did I an episode on screen, didn't we? Because mm. um, you borrowed the box set, and mm. now I'm back on back on the wagon again. I love Scream. Mm. Uh, I, I had a Scream mask. I used to chase my wife around, and uh, and she hates <laughs> it, and uh, and jump out of things and that. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, I I thought it was a breath of fresh air. It gave me exactly uh, what I wanted, and and I love them. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily just uh, wear the mask. It's weird though, isn't it? That Scream has got a scene from Halloween in it, and yeah. then this Halloween has got a scene from Scream Two in it. Yeah, um, it was like, like, sort of almost like a nice little rotational nod back. Yeah, but yeah, I watched them all when I was uh, in bed. Yeah, it's good. Good. I enjoyed that day. It's a good day. But like, don't you think that it fits better almost with those sorts of films? Halloween H2O, I mean, it feels like it's part of not that franchise, but that universe of horror filmmaking in the mid to late 90s, where it was focus was on teen horror in a very different way to the way it was in 70s. So like, I know what you did last summer, urban legend, urban the faculty legend, yeah. kind of fits in with that, that sort of thing. And for me is like on the extreme end, because all those feel a little bit tamer than H2O did. So it seems to push things a little bit. So I actually think this was quite tame H2O for an 18 I mean, it certainly is compared to the more recent ones. Yeah, yeah. We've had this discussion previously about films where we think they sort of might be derated now. Yeah, it was Running Man last week. Yeah, yeah, Running Man. Um, But again, this one, I think, uh, for me, it would struggle to hit an 18. Okay. I could believe this would have been a 15. It feels like it should be a 15, but yeah. I think I'll get away with Shannon to the little one. She's 10. Oh, I would. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's all come around. I was on it at six, Mark. Thanks for affected him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Scream thing as well, even more connections. They use the bloody soundtrack from Scream 2, I want to say, as the soundtrack for H2O. What? Because the guy who composed the score, they listened to it and said, no, we don't like it. And it was too late in the day. So they literally took the soundtrack from Scream 2 and have just chopped it up and used it throughout h2o that's why you'll hear you'll hear something you'll be like this was playing in bloody scream yeah. you can still find the original soundtrack online you, little clips from the film but it's don't fit well it sounds like christmas music it's all jingle bells all the way through yeah. i don't know what what he was thinking and obviously the final connection is that the writer of all the scream films was the producer kevin williamson produced h2o so he would have had his fingerprints all over it making sure that it fit in with that demographic as well but for me i think like you know at 12 when i first watched that that's kind of what i was looking for because it was like michael myers and scream that's like merging two huge influences in my life at that point and i will admit like watching it more recently i could criticize so much about it but nostalgia plays a big part as well nostalgia mm. plays a big big part in how, how you view them yeah i mean i mean i saw i mean i'm probably a little bit older so i probably saw halloween's when I was a little bit young, I, th- I think Scream just felt fresher to me. I think it's just this just mm. still felt a little bit stayed like the like the early ones. I'm saying that Friday the Thirteenth Two is my favourite one of those, so um, so I do enjoy all those ones. There you go, Friday the Thirteenth Two, screenwriter of that, uh, director of this. Sorry, director of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three. Yeah. Was the director I'll of this? Piss off with your movie knowledge, Ben. <laughs> oh, oh, look what I know. Are you sweating? Are you sweating a little bit? Jesus. He's so fucked, honestly. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I'm like, here, do you know the same bloke who was in Running Man was in Terminator? Well, that's my sort of trivia. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm going to fall apart under pressure that way. Uh, maybe you get that one. Well, like I say, I mean, I haven't got too much more to say about it. But, um, no. I don't know what you've got as a, as a closing on this one. I, I just felt it lacked a bit of punch, mate. I wanted a bit more to it. But Ben has opened my eyes to the Michael character a bit more. I do appreciate that. I can see those sort of sides to him. So even through the conversation, I think my score's going to increase from where I was. Do you know what I think we might have here? Mm. A horror special. Yeah. Well, I'm a yeah. fly, I'm a Jason fan. Yeah. We've got a Michael fan there. Yeah. We've got a Freddie fan. Yeah. And we could I have could. a... I mean, I'm thinking a fight with knives and that, if yeah. I'm honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you went there rather than saying that we could have a freeway. So let's have the fight with knives. No, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe somewhere down the line we can yeah. get together and discuss our favourite franchises and yeah. try and come up with a... A reason oh, as to yeah. why one's better than the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot clearly all won't win. Or a knife fight. You two are team each other, aren't you? I'll just sit over here. So, uh, Ben, yeah. um, closing on uh, on Halloween H2O. Um, weird title anyway, mate, isn't it? It is, it is a weird title. It, it, it's one of those things that feels like it's a 90s decision to try and sound edgy and cool for the kids, bringing a new audience who don't know what the original film is. Look, the main thing that I'm glad about from this is that I can open Mark's eyes a little bit up to why. And mine. And mine. I've got to be honest. And mine. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think of the bathroom scene like that. Now it's actually, I can can feel the chill when he looks around Mm. and does it. Um, Now you say it. At the time, I I was just waiting for the knife to go in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's what works for you on a a primal level. Like as someone who loves horror and as you boys clearly do in your own ways, you're looking for different things from the horror. And, And for me, it is that fear factor. And I think four, five, and six, good as they are, I was never scared watching any of them, I don't think. H2O, I wasn't scared to get, especially not now in my, my mid-30s watching it. it. It's very different. But I go back to, I, I keep saying it, but I go back to being 12 years old and 13 years old and watching that and being terrified at what it represented that this guy waited all of that time and came back for her and stalked her calmly again walking silently with that blank plain white mask and she in her final desperate moments decided that she was no longer going to run she had to defend not only herself her son and even when the body bag had him all zipped up she was like no he's not dead i know michael he's not dead i'm going to drive him out there and chop his fucking head off (laughs) and that for me as a final point in the franchise was beautiful and i loved that and uh, I just don't think whatever they do with this this new set of films, Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends, it's not gonna it's not gonna live up to that for me. I'm sure, like from a movie making perspective, there'll be better acting and better writing and all of that stuff. But on an in pure enjoyment level, it won't it won't live up to it. Rewatchability is key for me, yeah. and I could continue to watch H2O till the cows come home. It's gonna be good watching another Halloween film in the cinema, though, isn't it? I know, just oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be good. It'll be good. Well, like I say, Ben, I mean, we do scoring out of 100. Uh, Mark's a bit of a dickhead. That's how why we do it. Mark, what you got? I had 57. Blimey. Yeah. Oh. I have gone up to 64. Have you? Just God, appreciating Michael's character a bit more. Honestly, okay. it has opened my eyes. I'm not, okay. I'm not just trying to be funny. I sort of looked at him as characterless. Okay. Now I can actually see his character, and that helps a lot in enjoying the film. Good. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. What you got then, Ben? I'm bang on 90. Okay. Uh, 
I can't I can't go any higher than that because I there's too many flaws, but it has too much resonance for me to go any lower than that. Okay. 90 it is. Okay. I mean, I'm a low scorer normally anyway, but I've got 74. I don't think there's any real... It is, it's right for me. You're right. I don't think that you there's many... are fucking making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. I don't think that there's any sort of films. I don't think I would score any of the slasher films below 70. Yeah. I think that it's just... I just love them for what they are. However, I've yeah. got it here that it's rated as a standalone and nothing to do with uh, any sort of story. I'm going back through the stats, mate, and I'm checking every slasher film <laughs> if I've given you one that that's not under 70. <laughs> Halloween or Friday the 13th. Yeah, I want to recount. Okay. I mean, you can I'm happy with those want. numbers. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy with those numbers. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed that, Ben. Thanks yeah. so much. It was no, a surprise was a when you chose it. I can now see why you chose that film yep. it was a bit of a weird one when you first did um yeah. out of all the films but i can see how passionate you are about it and i'm really glad that you joined us to listen to to talk about it uh, i'm so happy to talk about it with you boys thanks a lot for giving me the opportunity to talk about something that people would not give the light of day the rest of the time no worries and there's um, a, lot, a lot of the people that we talk to on, on twitter and that are currently going through the old halloween franchise aren't they so i think a lot of them will start stumbling upon this now so hopefully give them a little bit of uh, commentary to go alongside their watch yeah well, we did uh dream was it dream dream warriors, dream warriors, right, dream warriors and we yeah. found there was about 10 other people doing it in like a week or so weren't yeah. there at the same time so these things i mean they do have i wouldn't be surprised to see this pop up in some other podcasts um through the month yeah. of october trendsetters mate aren't we? <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no they've probably had theirs recorded because they plan ahead Ew, and then they just that. release them no so uh so and there you go heads. yeah i know i know it's foreign foreign idea to us yeah. but i really yeah. enjoyed that mate so thanks so much for giving up your time you know oh my pleasure don't be silly boys thanks for giving up yours to uh taylor tailor your podcast to me no you could have been talking about well what would you been talking about tonight otherwise i mean if i'm honest we probably would have been at home by now yeah. we probably just would have whipped through it yeah um, we might we unintelligently might just whipped through it and uh and be done with but like i say that's been good a tenuous pole <laughs> i don't know it, it's been raining this week films have got rain in them <laughs> oh dear but yeah i enjoyed that yeah, and enjoyed awesome. seeing you mate so, oh thanks uh, that's all right no worries thank you ben. so thank you very thank much you ben. so much boys um Cheers. Tell, can you thank tell you. people how um, people can find you and the boys at film busters on the socials please because they need to uh, yes indeed uh the main socials we're all on is twitter so you can find us all collectively at film busters pod or you can find us in our individual twitter handles at film busters ben at film busters paul and at film busters adam but film busters adam doesn't say anything so <laughs> don't even worry about that <laughs> Um, and please, everyone, um, please have a listen to Film Busters. Um, fantastic English podcast. Um, great. We, Good old we really love it. Pod. it is, yeah. Good old yeah. British. Yeah. yeah. So we really enjoy that, and everyone else will as well. So thank you very much for joining us, Ben. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank Speak you, to you mate. very soon. Take care. See you later, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah. What a great guest that was. Mind games. <laughs> so uh, move on to the next section. Yes, mate. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call Homework. homework. And 
And there we go. So this is a section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did you give me this week, mate? Gave you a film, mate. It's currently 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, one hour, 46 minutes. Built as an action-adventure crime with a synopsis of a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on a murderer before she dies. Starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Woody Harrelson and Miku Patricia Martineau. This is a Netflixers film, so I've got no figures, but this is 2021's Kate. It was indeed, was indeed. One thing, or the, the main thing about this that stood out is Japan. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it? The yeah. colours and all that, it's yeah. just like synonymous, isn't it, with Japan. I really did like the that. vending machines. Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Oh, you can get all sorts in there. Can't yeah. get all sorts of horrible, dirty stuff as yeah. well, can't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could sell our stuff there. <laughs> to your yeah. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an alternative to eBay. Um, not original, no, nope. is it? No. Nope. Um, have you seen Crank? Uh, years ago, Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I love Crank. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, like I say, so yeah, not an original story. I thought that some of it was interesting. Like they had muffled bits, like the sound editing mm-hmm. was really interesting. They had yeah. bits where it all went muffled and stuff, and um, and the colours, as I said. So the actual cinematography and and all of that was actually um, was actually really good. Really, uh, I think it added to the action element. I think anything that's set in Japan and, and all that tends to just be very bright and yep. very brash and uh, so yeah so i enjoyed that the violence mm. is this the film that you was talking about that you said should have been an 18 maybe and I, it was wonder, a 15? Well, I think when i watched it against something i can't remember what i watched it against and i remember that being an 18 and then this being a 15 but this being miles well, it was, wasn't it? it the what did we do um we discussed it last week where mm. one of them that we said was a uh, 18 oh running yeah. man running man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was quite violent, the which wind I liked. Pipes and stuff where they yeah. were cutting behind windpipes and stuff. Yeah. I was like, that's quite graphic. Yeah. I mean, CGI was all right. Yeah. Um, practical effects, they were pretty good. So it certainly was graphic. Um, now I'm not a fan of the films where you get these kids tagging along. No. Nope. So the old guard, do you remember that one? I couldn't yes. really do yeah. a lot with that. Didn't really like it. Didn't yeah. like the dynamic when um, Charlie's Tehran had uh, that girl tagging along with her. Mm. Um, so it wasn't sort of set up um, to be a film that I would like because of that. Yeah. Although I found in this, it did give us some tender moments to offset the violence, yeah. which I thought was needed. It took a lot to break her character down. Yeah, it? I mean, it, it it was so violent, um, which I like, yeah. got to be honest, which I like. It's just that you couldn't have put up with that. It would have been obviously like Crank's fairly comical. Yeah. So that is like that all the time. Um, and I quite like that, but this was never going to be comical. No. This was never going to be that sort of um, style of film and that sort of tone. So I think it needed that. Um, you certainly do feel like she's in pain. Mm-hmm. I think that the... Good actress, isn't she? I think she's all right. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I mean, I haven't seen her in a massive lot. Was she in Birds of Prey? I would have thought yeah. the last sort of thing that I saw her in. Um, I thought that her and Woody, I like Woody Harrelson, yeah. the ending or the, the, the double cross or whatever mm. you see coming for, from a mile off, pretty yeah. much probably start of the film, I would have thought. I think that we all knew what was going to happen. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of choreography here and now looks shit. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think she was perfect with, with uh, sort of her um, uh, fighting scenes and no. stuff like that. But I think it's like the first one that she's really sort of been in as a lead like this and yeah. as an action star. And it weren't too bad, yeah. It was it was okay, mate. I thought it was the brutal bits did actually make it worth watching. I One liked, of those, just put your brain in, in, in your pocket and yeah. just, just stare. I liked how they followed through with the end. Right. They didn't go, 
oh, but we found this magical serum where we can put it in yeah, and yeah. it counteracts the half-life. And yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, she looked sick. There was no yeah. way that was coming back from no. that. It was when her eye went red. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking grim, wasn't it? Yeah. But I thought the makeup and all that was good as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I say, you're never going to give this a massive score. No. But 68. I'll take that, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just watched it and I thought, actually, there's got elements in there that's you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I agree. It's not nothing to write home about, but it's certainly violent. I mean, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can just sit and watch it. Yeah. yeah, it is good. If you do like a bit of violence, you can actually put up with that. You don't mind a non-original story. Yeah. Then uh, give it a go. Yeah. All right, mate. Thanks, Brilliant. Mate. No worries. So I gave you a 2015 film directed by Jennifer Pedham, running time of 90 minutes, 7.6 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of Mount Everest Sherpa community share their experiences of the deadly avalanche that struck on April the 18th, 2014, killing 16 of their members and how they coped in the aftermath. Don't have any numbers because it's a Netflix documentary. Mm. This was 2015's Sherpa. Yeah, Paul Martin Mitch watches one as well. Is, so yeah. I think he'll be eager to know what I thought. Right. Um, gone a bit political on this one, mate. A bit ranty, sorry. I'll oh, try and get for it quickly. Um, I just had a thought, though, when I was watching it, in the most perverse way, I bet the movie makers couldn't believe their luck when it happened. <laughs> in a weird... Because so, they was up there, they was filming something about the scuffle that happened the year before. Yeah. Uh, with sort of over fairness and the catastrophic events that cat sort of went afterwards mm. um was a big nature's way of saying fucking told you so i mean i imagine there's quite a few documentaries and films that are being yeah. made up there at the time there yeah. probably would have been someone up there even if it wasn't them i would have yeah. thought but uh yeah you're correct yeah, yeah. jesus um and it's basically this argument between the companies that run the climbing things and the Sherpas over fairness and the government sort of sits back and oh, I don't really want to get involved in that. But I actually get both sides of the argument playing devil's advocate um, and that doesn't cover how people talk to each other because no matter what your social standing and your culture, you should sort of be treating each other with respect, especially when they're the ones leading you to safety um, rather than treat them like twats. Um, ultimately, the guy's climbing a pain of money. And the guys helping them are being paid. So, uh, but it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, it's all down to government shit and stuff over their wages. Um, but I did have a lot of respect for the troublemakers. And I liked the way this documentary portrayed everything. Right. Um, I mean, they stood up for their rights. They weren't accepting that they were lower and they was putting a fight up. Um, and it, But it tends to be that way across the world, doesn't it? So I think this is a smaller sort of issue in this small area on Everest, but actually it's a global issue of we treat people who we deem lower than us right. like shit. Okay. Um, so I think it's a good good sort of commentary on right. humans. On to the film. <laughs> well, is, this is exactly what happens in the film, mate, isn't it? Okay, yeah. yeah? Um, I do find it a bit ironic that the film is about these people using Sherpas while the film used Sherpas to film it. <laughs> Everyone uses Sherpas there. Yeah, I know. I mean, fuck it. It's you're like, making like, a film about how they're getting done. they got their own Sherpas. And then they got their own <laughs> Sherpas. It's <laughs> a little bit weird. Um, I've got an issue with it. Right. I've got an issue with the argument, so. And this is related to the film, so don't go off on one. But this is, would insurance make it worthwhile? Because um, they was going, oh, we want more money in insurance. Would that make it better then? Because if it's dangerous now... It's going to be still be dangerous then. Is it not about protecting their families and stuff? But can money right. mitigate that? 
can if I said to Cassie, I'm going to go and do and this. If, you, if you've got none, said, maybe no, because if you die, I won't. And I go, well, I'm insured. She goes, well, off your trot then. Get your get your I mean, lunchbox. I'd pack you off. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, that's for sure. I'm pretty sure Jill would pack me off as well. Yeah, like, yeah, go on, um, off you fucking fuck. Um, I, I just man, I did. If you've just, got nothing, but they've maybe. not got nothing. They they've got other jobs. They, I think this made it clear that the men have. Yeah, yeah. So that's but, why I think that that it's. But then it's not worth. I the think risk, that they risk, know. Don't they know that that's the only thing really that they're going to be able to do to earn money, and they're just trying to protect their family for when maybe what she did it is going to happen to a lot yeah, of but them. But if you don't, your husband happened. dying, don't send him up there in the first place. Don't think, oh yeah. I mean, I it's don't a, know. It's, it's difficult. I, I mean, it's difficult, difficult if you're just eating potatoes and that. It's like it's a difficult situation. It is. Isn't it? it is. I get it. But what I'm just saying, would more money. I mean, the government are. Arseholes, but would more money make you better about the risks involved? Mm. I'm not sure. Um, that Russell Bryce, horrible lying piece of shit, wasn't he? <laughs> what a creepy man. Now, he's just typical of this rich white man um, that uses emotional manipulation right. um, and is privileged to belittle and take advantage of everyone else, even his client. I think he come off really bad right. towards his okay. clients and the Sherpas. He right. was twisting it no matter who was telling the story. Yeah, I did. I mean, he did. He did. Yeah, he was twisting it when he was speaking yeah. to different people. And all, they're all going to get legs broke. And Apparently, you're going to get legs broke. No. <laughs> yeah, I do. Way. Yeah, I get that. Um, but I did like the way this was honestly filmed, mate. Um, and I thought it was a reasonably balanced tale. Um and I find that a bit refreshing because I like Blackfish, I like The Cove, but they are filmed and narrated with this clear motive. And some people who are not savvy enough to see the other side or do external research, I mean, you can be manipulated, but I think this does all the work for you. Do you think it's because it uh, developed from a film that was never going to be a, about this? Uh, possibly, And yeah. they were just there. and But, that, but they've not tried to make uh, that Russell Bryce look like a nice guy. They've no. told his story, honestly. No. They've not necessarily made the Sherpas out to be the best people either. Mm. They've not, I didn't feel they had a motive either side. They've just told the story yeah. and then you decide who you agree with. Yeah. I'm sure people would take different sides, but all in all, if ever there was any doubt, I had zero interest in climbing that mountain. It's been sort of sorted, mate. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go anywhere near that. I mean, yeah, I've been put off a little I mean, bit. I was going to think about doing something like a bit of climbing and that, yeah. but uh, you know, you look like a mountaineer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't believe people need to go up it now. Okay. People have done it. I and mean, when we get in, I've, it's a disgrace what's happened out there. <laughs> Killed. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to climb on something better than a ladder with duct tape, if I'm honest. And the shit they leave there and they take up there, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's all, it's all down to... Their government don't come off well out of it, the way that they take the piss out of the people, they take all the money. And it's just, again, governments being controlled by rich countries for their commodities. Okay. But, Score it then. <laughs> 81. Okay. I, 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 you liked it. I, I love the balance in it. I Good. love the stories that was in it. It was, there was some moments in there where you're like, shit. Yeah. And then you didn't know what was coming. They said there's been this big avalanche and then suddenly like 13 are dead. Yeah. But it's all Sherpas. Yeah, man. I mean, you can see the anger and you can feel the anger. Yeah. Um, it was good. Good. It was good, but it, it does make you think, or made me think, anyway. Okay. Good, good. All right, then, mate. So, Sorry what you got from No, no worries. No worries. What you got for me next week? Got you a film, mate. It's currently 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb. It's 15, 2 hours, 10 minutes. Build as an adventure drama fantasy with a synopsis of a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. I might not have said that right, but there we are. But it stars Deb Patel, Joel Edgerton, and Sean Harris. $15 million budget. 
grossing 18.5. It's available on Amazon Prime at the moment, mate. 2021's The Green Knight. Yeah, we didn't get a theatrical, did we? We didn't. On that one. No. So it's something that was probably going to go and we're see. We're hearing so good stuff from over the States, though. Yeah. And I was getting jealous we weren't getting it. And then it just appeared. It did, yeah. Okay, all right. Thanks, mate. I'll have a look at that. So I'm giving you a 2016 film directed by Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Quan, starring Paul Dano, your favourite, Daniel Ratcliffe and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Running time of 97 minutes, budget of $3 million with a box office of 5.8 million, 7 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. I'm giving you 2016's Swiss Army Man. Sounds interesting, mate. <laughs> Paul Dano. Yeah. You like winner, him. You were supposed to be giving me Paul Dano films. Yeah. I've ended up giving you one. Yeah. Obviously, it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it as yeah. well, so it's a little bit topical. Oh. Uh, I've really had fun with this oh, one. You've planned it, man. Uh, yeah, I had really good fun with this one. Um, not everyone's cup of tea, but let's see what happens. Cool, looking oh, forward to that, mate. There we go. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Good, good. Right, so next week's main. Yes, mate. <laughs> we've tried to give people a, a week a couple yeah, of weeks yeah. to watch it before so that hopefully they can listen to our episode having mm. seen the film we didn't jump straight in and we I've did it, it on purpose I've seen it I've yeah seen you it. have you have I haven't but right. um, we did it on purpose yeah. we put it back a little bit so um, so yeah we're going to do No Time To Die obviously yeah right. I'll spoil it for everyone Go well, don't spoil it for me. No. So I'm, going I'm not going to, Good. I'm, I'm not going to mention a thing. Good, All good. All I'm going to say is I've not seen a cinema that busy since Jurassic Park. Yeah, they've got like 135 Huge. showings or something, yeah, aren't they, in the first week? Fall right up, mate. There we go. All right, then. So, uh, yeah, go and, go and see Bond yep. and then join us next week for the episode. Please. All right, then, mate. Do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media? Yes, mate. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone of our email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Com. Please do. There you go. Highlights of the episode was Ben. Ben, oh, that was great. Yep. And so, uh, so that was really good. They're all going to defect, aren't they? Fuck movie drone. I'm going to film bus. Oh, I, do, I mean, oh, Ben I, was great. I, oh, I'm, I'm, ben. I'm sure they are. Why yeah. would you not? Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> Just for you. Yeah. I'm going to put my fucking photon pack on and get in the Film Busters crew. Yeah. Fucking do it, Steve-O. <laughs> right, okay then, mate. Yeah. You finished? Yes, mate. See you later then, everybody. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Mark. Bye-bye. Oh, it's tough out there at the minute, mate, isn't it? And it's tough economy and all stuff. I've I've heard a well-known dog manufacturers, like dog food manufacturers, are in financial difficulties. Ooh. Terrible. They've had to call in the retrievers. You like that? I like that. Did one. you? Yeah. Uh, well done. Mate. Did the nuns tell you that? <laughs> well, they got some dirty ones. I've forgotten what I fucking said. <laughs>